You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 31. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you ever feel like you overpromise and underperform when it comes to client servicing? Let's face it, the last prospect that you turned into a client probably took a while from the initial contact to them saying yes. And you probably took a while putting together the recommendations to make sure that they were taken care of. The only question that remains is how do you most effectively service that client? How do you turn that former prospect into a loyal client, or better yet, a raving fan? Or do you just leave your client servicing system up to them? They call, you jump. They call again, you jump. And that's pretty much your client servicing system. If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers feel that they want to service their clients the best way possible, but many fail to understand how to service their clients the best way possible. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they typically had some sort of a reactive client servicing system maybe wrapped around an annual review for their entire careers. And they think that's client servicing. So what do you do? You really have two choices. You could keep doing what you're doing, keep getting what you're getting, or you could learn how to create an effective client servicing system. And that's what we're going to talk about today, creating an effective client servicing system. So if you're ready to create a client servicing system for your clients that they deserve, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to create an effective client servicing system? Because your clients deserve to be treated the way you want to be treated, with a well-thought-out, proactive client servicing system. In order to truly service your clients well, you must care enough about your clients to create an effective client servicing system and systematically implement that system, communicate what you will and will not do for them, and help them to understand that you are helping them. Otherwise, they should work with somebody else. And get this, unfortunately, they probably will. And the reason is because eventually they will feel like they're just another number. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today, to help you be more effective at helping them. <laughs> so we're going to cover three things today. First, from selling the client to servicing the client, so that you understand the mistakes I made. Second, why most advisors fail with their client servicing systems, so that you understand any mistakes that other people are making. And third, the solutions for creating an effective client servicing system, so that you have a step-by-step -step process for creating your own effective client servicing systems. Now, before we jump into these three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you knew how to service your clients better 
than you ever had before. And get this, and it's easier than it ever has been before. Would you feel more energized and empowered in your business? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. From selling the client to servicing the client. So, if you're like most financial advisors and insurance agents, you probably don't have a proactive client servicing system. Instead, it's most likely reactive. Here's what I mean. Picture this. You get a phone call from a client that interrupts you. You hear what they have to say, you put out the fire, and you go back to work. And you do it over and over and sometimes over again every day. Does that sound familiar? It was my client servicing system, well, for the most part, until I realized what I was and I wasn't doing for my clients. Let me tell you a quick story. It's a story that came right out of my book, 101 Advisor Solutions, a financial advisor's guide to strategies that educate, motivate, and inspire. And it's a story about a conversation that I had with my dad when I was a rookie advisor years ago. Let's jump into a few pages of the book. Hey, how's the business going? My dad asked in the winter of 1995. I was ending my second year in the business, and my father knew that it had been a tough 24 months. Well, Dad, I paused and collected my thoughts on how to summarize the entire year's worth of hard work. I've opened a lot of new accounts, I proudly exclaimed. So I've been pretty busy. You see, during my first year in the business, I had opened 100 accounts. And during my second year, I had opened another 100 accounts. But this time, I gathered three times the assets. So I felt that this was actually a very successful start. But little did I know, it was a potential disaster waiting to happen right around the corner. So my dad then asked, How are your clients? Are you keeping in touch with your clients? No, I shamefully replied. I don't have time because I'm so busy prospecting. And After a pause that seemed like an eternity, he curiously asked, How'd you get those clients anyway? Why is it that they decided to work with you? Well, Dad, because their former financial advisor didn't call them, for the most part, I quickly replied. Then why wouldn't they just move to somebody else eventually? He nonchalantly asked. What my father didn't know was how this simple conversation would forever impact the way I did business. It was a conversation that turned the servicing light bulb on in my head. And therein lies the challenge with client servicing. Most financial advisors and insurance agents, whether they're rookies or veterans alike, do not view client servicing as an important part of the process of their business. They don't view client servicing as an important systematic process providing clients with the types of service that they promised the client when they went from a prospect to a client. Instead, most financial advisors and insurance agents view client servicing as an afterthought, a way to, quote, put out the fires, unquote when a client calls with a request. 
See, I realized with that conversation that my dad had with me that once I had invested their money, I kind of felt that my responsibility was complete. How wrong I was. So I began developing my own client servicing system. And through trial and error, it evolved. And all this really paid off over the years. In fact, in my third year, I almost tripled my income. In my fourth year, I transitioned, moved from one office to another, 350 miles away. So I didn't go up with my income, but get this, I kept 95% of my clients. And in my fifth year, I doubled my income again. Remember, clients are more likely to leave you because of poor service than they are because of poor performance. For the most part, that's because they understand that when the market is down, their investments are likely to be down. And they can forgive that. But what they cannot forgive is that the financial advisor or insurance agent doesn't service their account. Can you blame them? Would you want to work with someone that gives you poor service? I didn't think so. Why most advisors and agents fail with client servicing. Let's be honest. Over the years of coaching advisors and agents since 2004, I've seen two kinds of people. Those that have a proactive client servicing system and those that have a reactive client servicing system. So, let's just say, for the sake of this podcast, we assume that you want to learn from those advisors and agents' mistakes. And here's what I've seen over the years from those that have a reactive client servicing system. It really comes down to three things. First, no clear definition of segmenting the book. I'll explain that in a second. Second, no clearly defined client servicing levels. And third, no automation of the client servicing system. Let's jump into each one of these so that you fully understand what they're all about. So the first one, no clear definition of segmenting the book. <laughs> it might surprise you at how many financial advisors and insurance agents have told me that they don't know how many A, B, and C clients they actually have in their book. And the reason that they don't know it is because these types of advisors and agents rarely take the time to segment their book. It's important to segment your book early on in your career, but no matter where you are, it's important to start now if you don't do this. See, the reason is, is that it can have a negative impact on your business because you only have so much time in the day. And if you're servicing everybody the exact same way, you're not going to help your biggest clients with the level of service that they deserve. And get this, a lot of times, the smaller clients take up more time. And if you've been in the business for a while, you know that's true. And the reason it's true is because they're calling you because that's all the money they have. So no clearly defined segmentation of the book can be a real problem. Let's take a look at the second one. No clearly defined client servicing levels. Segmenting your book is the beginning, but it's not the ending. So once you know how to segment your book, which we're going to cover in a second, you must know what you're going to do for each level of client. Without clearly defined client servicing levels, you'll unfortunately not be able to effectively optimize your business because your client servicing is actually servicing every client the exact same way. In other words, why would you want to segment your book and then not know 
your client's servicing levels. You wouldn't. And also, knowing exactly what you're going to do for your clients is important because if you don't know what you're going to do for your clients, you might give them mixed signals. Here's what I mean. Picture this. One year, you do semi-annual reviews. You do quarterly newsletters. You do phone calls that are monthly, maybe. You do all of these things for your clients, and the next year, you don't. That's right. You stopped. They're confused. But you never wrote it down. You never wrote down what you're going to do. Instead, it was just a good idea, and you did everything for one year, and then you quit. That's not good. And that's why you need clearly defined client servicing levels for each level of your clients. The third thing, no automation of client servicing systems. I believe that all effective client servicing systems are automated, every one of them, <laughs> because there's no other way to actually be effective with all of these processes. In other words, there's no possible way for you to remember when to call, email, send mail, or set up quarterly reviews or annual reviews or whatever to everyone. This obviously becomes even harder when you have more clients. You see, automation is important to create an effective client servicing system, but rarely do I see advisors and agents do that unless they have a proactive client servicing system. And that's what we're going to talk about next. The solutions for an effective client servicing system. At the beginning of this podcast, I said that you would learn three things. First, from selling the client to servicing the client, so that you understand the mistakes that I made. Second, why most advisors and agents fail with their client servicing systems, so that you can understand any mistakes that other people make. Now what we're going to talk about is the solutions for creating an effective client servicing system so that you have a step-by-step -step process for creating your own client servicing system. And as you might have guessed, the solutions for creating an effective client servicing system aren't really complex, but they are important in order to achieve your ultimate goal of providing exceptional service every time. Remember, clients are more likely to leave you because of poor service than they are because of poor performance. And for the most part, it's because clients understand that when the market's down, their investments are probably down. But they don't understand that if you are their advisor or their agent, they don't understand why you're not servicing their account. Can you blame them? <laughs> Would you want to work with somebody that gives you poor service? No, you probably wouldn't. So we're going to talk about four steps here, four steps to creating an effective client servicing system. And once you understand these steps and apply these steps, you'll create your own effective client servicing system. So let's jump into step one. Step one, segmenting all of your clients. So segmenting all of your clients is important because of the other steps. You don't want to create different client servicing levels and service everybody the same way. So first things first, we have to segment all of your clients. And I have a segmentation worksheet that looks like this. It's just an Excel spreadsheet, and you can create the same thing yourself. And in the first column, it says clients' names. 
or client's name, <laughs> singular. The second column, assets under management. Now, if you're an insurance agent and you only do insurance, you can put down premiums if you want. The third column, revenue. 1% is good. So if it's a million dollars, 1% of a million dollars. The fourth column, likability factor. Let me explain what I mean. Likability factor is, is this. If on a scale rating of 1 to 10, 1 is, I don't want this phone call from this person, and 10 is, we're going to go grab dinner, I can't wait. You have to be at a point where you have about a 7 or higher. Let me explain what I mean. When I was newer in the business, I remember I would get this phone call from this client who had a lot of money with me. So if we go back to this segmentation, he had a lot of assets under management. I had a lot of assets under management from him. We were at 1%, but the likability factor was probably about a three. When he called, I didn't want to talk to him. And I didn't want to talk to him because I felt that it was probably going to be another problem. <laughs> so he didn't make it higher than seven. Here's the, the next column, referrals. Now, if they've given you a lot of referrals, they would be at a 10. Here again, a scale of one to 10. If you've never gotten a referral and you've asked, they'd be at a one. So if this person is at a seven or higher with referrals, then make a check mark right there. So once you've filled out the client segmentation worksheet for each client and you put in all of their names, you've taken the first step and then you fill out the rest of the client segmentation worksheet. Then you've got to give them a grade. So here's the grade scale. So if you think of assets under management, it might be like this. If this client has a million or more, they're considered an A. Great. If they're at 1%, you make a check mark. They've done that column too. If you like them, let's say they're a seven or higher, they're an eight, then you make a check mark. But they've never given you referrals. You don't put a check mark in that row or that column, excuse me. So if they've got most of the columns filled up, they're considered an A client. But if they're a B client, maybe they have less assets. Same thing that the first scenario was, but it's under a million dollars. Let's say it's 500,000. This is a B client and so on. The reason you want to do this is because you want to be able to easily search your categories so that you can focus on converting your C's to B's and your B's to A's. Remember, just like a report card with all your A's and your B's and your C's, you want a lot of A clients. Step two, develop your client servicing levels. Each advisor develops their own unique client servicing levels. An example would be to have a four-tier system, platinum, gold, silver, bronze. Each level would receive specific items or specific things that you would do. Maybe it's a, an annual plan, uh, a review, a quarterly newsletter, calling their accountant, whatever. And each one of these would have a communication level. Will you communicate with them monthly, weekly, quarterly, and so on? Just to check in. Each servicing level could have a defined meeting schedule with higher tiers or more frequent appointments and so on. Don't be concerned so much at knowing each level right now as you do this right away. This is a work in progress. 
you'll craft the right client servicing levels. But in the meantime, let me show you what one advisor did with her client servicing levels. So let me tell you a quick story about one advisor and what she did to create her client servicing levels. Years ago, I had a, a client map out her client servicing levels. And I'm going to walk you through some of this. It, some of it is overkill. She, she went overboard with this, but here goes. What we did is we looked at the platinum level first because it's easier to start with platinum level. And then we decreased some of those things or changed some of those things for the gold level. And then again for the silver and the bronze. But here's what the platinum level looked like when she got done. For her, the assets under management were a million or more. And what she would do for that person, the platinum client, would be an annual financial plan, annual risk management reviews, annual call to the CPA, quarterly review meetings, quarterly mailed newsletters, monthly corporate e-newsletters, weekly market updates, monthly check-in calls, and answering phone calls whenever they called her. You see, that's a little bit of an overkill right out of the gates, but it's a good illustration on what you could do for your clients. Now, here's what we did next. We looked at the gold level, and I said, what are we going to decrease or decrease the frequency of? And here's what I mean. The gold level had an annual financial plan, same thing as the platinum. It had an annual risk management review, same thing as the platinum. But we started to decrease a few things. A quarterly review meeting, a quarterly mailed email, and so on. Those were the same things, but they didn't get as many calls. It was two check-in calls per quarter. And it was a monthly corporate e-newsletter, which was easy to do. But what we were trying to do was just decrease the amount of service for the gold versus the platinum. And the assets under management for the gold were anywhere from a half a million up to almost a million. Then the silver. The silver level service really came down to annual risk management, semi-annual review meetings, quarterly mailed newsletters, monthly corporate e-newsletters, which is easy to do, and one check-in call per quarter. And the silvers were really 250000 up to 500000 or close to that. Then the bronze were actually not a lot. Annual review meetings, quarterly mailed newsletters, and one check-in call per quarter. And they were people that had 100000 to two fifty, or close to two fifty. I think you get the point because what you do is you sit down and you think to yourself, okay, what would I do for my best clients? And when I know how to do what I want to do, then I can take it to the next level, which is step three, which we're going to talk about next. So step three is to automate your client servicing system. And once you know what your client servicing levels are, it's important to automate the process. And the quickest way to do this is hopefully to delegate, if you can, to your assistant anything that, that you don't want to do. And they put it in your contact management system so it's a reminder when you need to do it. The great thing about most contact management systems is that you can put a recurring to-do in there. And a lot of times you can have an infinite length of time. For example, if, if you have a brand new platinum client, otherwise known as an A client, then you could request your assistant to set up the indefinite annual review 
to do to remind you every year to do the financial plan on their anniversary date. I think you get the point. So what you do to automate this really comes down to this, figuring out what your contact management system can do and having a checklist and then showing your assistant that this person is a platinum client. So you put them into a recurring to-do to do an annual call to the CPA or a recurring to-do to do an annual financial plan. And once you start doing this, it's not brain surgery, it's just a process. You're using your computer to automate your client servicing system. Remember, we want to automate the system to increase efficiency, not decrease efficiency. Step four, communicate your client servicing system. Now that you've segmented your book, created your client servicing levels, and automated the process, the only thing left to do is to tell your clients about this, your new client servicing system. Here's the problem. It's the hardest thing to do. The reason I say that is because now you've got to put your money where your mouth is. In other words, if you start this and you stop a year later, you're not going to look good. <laughs> so here's what I did. I put together a seven-step process for communicating your client servicing systems. I'm going to walk you through these seven steps. First, you frame the conversation. Intro, reason, three benefits, close. Hi, Joe. Hey, this is Dan Finley with Investor Solutions. Hey, Joe, I'd like to get together with you, and here's why. I'd like to show you my new client servicing system so that you understand when we're going to speak, what we're going to talk about, and get this, what's going to happen from my side in between those meetings. Hey, do you have any time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4? Which one's better for you? So it's framing the conversation. I've talked about that in several podcasts. The second step. Be ready for an objection. Now, this probably is not going to happen, but if they throw out an objection, be ready for it. Well, I'm kind of busy right now. I completely understand that you're busy. In addition to being busy, what else is holding you back from wanting to hear how I'm going to help you more? Uh, I don't know. I guess, you know, it's the holidays. Is there anything else? No, it's just the holidays. I'm so It's so close to, you know, Christmas that uh, I don't know if I have time. Pause. So at this point, we're going to try to get through that objection because we know it's the real objection. So we're going to do another method, which is called the objection resolution model. I talked about that in a previous podcast, several podcasts. So here's what it sounds like. I completely understand that it's the holidays, but I'm kind of curious. If you knew what the client servicing system is, the new one that you're getting, do you think you'd want to know it sooner than later? Yeah, I guess so. Exactly. That's exactly why I want to get together with you. So I can show you the system so you can understand it and we'd be ready for the new year. Do you have any time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4? It's really not going to take long. And that's it. Now, the third step to all of this is blocking out time to make those calls. That's scary because now you've got to put your money where your mouth is. You make those calls to explain to people what your client servicing levels are going to be or at least setting the appointment to do that. Number four, you make the calls. Number five, you record your notes. Who you spoke to and who you didn't. That way, you go back to your list and keep going so that you get a chance to talk to everybody, or at least your A clients first. Number six, show clients your client servicing system. You could print it out on a piece of paper and just explain, this is what I'm going to do for you. 
And number seven, implement your client servicing system. So you underpromise and overperform. There are several benefits to communicating your client servicing levels. First, you create accountability to your clients. Second, you increase the client's level of awareness that you care about them and that you want them as a client, not just a customer. It's all about the relationship. Third, you increase your level of credibility. Fourth, you are strengthening your business relationship, which in turn creates client retention. And that's what you want. Now that you understand these various steps, beware, because once you start this process, you can never go back to your old ways. If you do, you will undoubtedly lose clients because they will realize that you have overpromised and underperformed. And what we're doing with an effective client servicing system is just the opposite. <laughs> we will underpromise and overperform. Now, before we go, let me tell you one last story. It's a story about you. In fact, it's a success story that you can write yourself. And I can help you. Here's what I mean. This is a story about you. It can go in two ways. <laughs> right now, you most likely have a reactive client servicing system. Also, your reactive client servicing system is in real time. You get interrupted. You put out the fire. You go back to your day. And it goes over and over and over again. All day long all week long and all year long. Now, you have two options. You can keep doing what you're doing for your, the rest of your career. Or the second option is you could do this system. <laughs> Let's call it the new client servicing system. If you put together the entire system or you have me help you put together the entire system, you're going to be in control of your time. You're going to be in control of how your clients view you and you're going to be able to retain your clients more than you ever have before. See, the choice is yours. But if you feel like the new client servicing system is how you want to run your business, then let's talk. I'm confident it will be a success. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's Dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.